This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT, I'm dynamite. TNT, and I will not fight. TNT, I'm a power load. TNT, watch me explode. Woo! Welcome to the Andrea K Show tonight. It is Monday night here. In the Salem KCBQ studios in San Diego. Hey, if you heard that intro before my intro, you know that we're going to be broadcasting the debates Thursday night right here proudly on AM 1170 KCBQ. Before then, it before that debate on Thursday, we got Super Tuesday tomorrow. And so thank you for tuning in tonight because we're going to be, we're going to slide into Super Tuesday and I'm going to be exploding a little dynamite tonight, hopefully in the course of giving out a little tough love because I'm hoping at the end of, at the end of or what I hope to try to do tonight on the show is try to hopefully bring a little healing to what is going on out there because it's gotten so nasty And so as much as I do love to bring the dynamite, I always try to do it in a way that I hope is still a little bit lighthearted. You know, Peggy always calls me the happy warrior. And I I like to think that I am. I like to think that I'm fierce about sharing my opinions of what I believe. But I also like to think that people... People at least view it in the way that it's intended, and that is to always be respectful and to always do it with with love for everybody out there. And speaking of having love, it's none other sharing the studios with me tonight behind a lot of (laughs) a lot of germ barriers is DJ Carrot Sticks. Nobody can do that like me. (laughs) Um, That is not his voice. Actually, bless bless Todd's heart. He had to he had to go all the way down a whole lot of flights of stairs and escort me back up tonight because something went wrong with the elevators in the studios here tonight. So thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. You're welcome. Yeah, it would have been really hard for you to do the show down. You'd had a scream from the lobby. I don't know if the mics would have picked it up or not. But I only got a loud booming voice. <laughs> this is true. Um, and maybe you haven't been taking your vitamins or eating enough carrot sticks for you to have come down sick on me. DJ Carrot Sticks. Well, I didn't get the flu shot this year. I I, risk, I do usually do like every other year, and I think I got it. Well, you know what? I've never had the flu shot before, and I haven't had the flu in a, in a lot of years. So thank you for, um, you know, not being behind a germ shield like you are right now. Hey, and thank you all for being here. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Facebook. Go to my website, andreakshow.com. Got to say thank you to Charles Burton, who wrote me a very nice, wonderful letter in response to my blog post that I did last week, exploring the and pondering why the evangelical vote has not been turning out overwhelmingly for Ted Cruz. We're going to talk about all that tonight. But really, coming into the show tonight, and, and I asked my good friend Ernie White to be back with me tonight. Ernie was on the show last week. Ernie is a delegate. He's deep inside the Republican Party, and I'm hoping that he's going to help help lead me and, and us through the course of tonight because I am very, very concerned. I made a conscious decision to not endorse any presidential candidate for a couple of reasons. First of all, I understand that people have really entrenched and really deep opinions And it's always my philosophy to be respectful of the fact that just because somebody has a different opinion than mine and just because I'm absolutely wholeheartedly like a bulldog sunk into my beliefs, um, I still think everybody has a right to their opinion. And so I'm not I'm going to not try to impose my opinion on who I think other people should vote for in the primary race. So that's one reason why I didn't. The second reason why I didn't is because I am absolutely 100% almost obsessed with the notion of going into November willing to crawl across broken glass to vote for anybody but Hillary. And I feel as passionate as everybody has gotten over who who their candidate is. In fact, they've gotten more passionate about who they're against than who they're for. That is, it, it's gotten so bad, so nasty, so ugly that people have absolutely forgotten. They've either forgotten who the real enemy is, or they've absolutely, actually, and some people have gotten themselves convinced that we've got some Republican candidates that are even worse. And so tonight I wanted to spend some time in talking about 
who I believe the real enemies of conservatism, who the enemies are. You know, this whole thing got started. How did Trump rise to the lead initially? Because the Republican Party was betrayed. The, 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 not the party, I guess, officials, but the Republican voters, the constituents were absolutely betrayed. They told us in 2010, give us the House and we will give you what you want. And they didn't. They said, oh, but you don't want to Harry Reid over in the Senate. You got to give us the Senate. Gave them the Senate. What did they do? Nothing. Now their excuse is you got to give us the White House. But, it, it, you know, it's got to be an establishment person who's basically going to do no, nothing any different than what they've already done. Because we gave them the Senate. And what did they do? They replaced Boehner with Ryan. Who's as bad, if not worse, who turned right around and funded the, the importation of terrorism in the form of Syrian refugees. So to me, if I'm going to be the anger why is the anger so much directed as supporters of a particular candidate than they are at that? I'm not saying who you should vote for. I am not going to do that. But what I'm going to say tonight is I'm going to hopefully try to redirect some focus back to some people who should really have be on the brunt and, and the focus of some fire and some aim. Because come November, and I know there's this huge movement right now, this never Trump movement going on. And I'm really hoping that I can change some people's minds on that by reminding them of who she is, because I think a lot of people have lost sight over it. And I even said to somebody on Facebook yesterday who was giving me all these reasons for why Trump was worse. And I'm actually going to we're going to do a little side by side comparison throughout the night. But I said to him, I'm going to give you I'm going to stipulate. Let's stipulate that he is from a policy standpoint, as socialist as Hillary Trump is. Let me tell you the tiebreaker. I'm going to give it to you in one word. Benghazi. Oh, the conservatives tell me they can't look themselves in the eye and vote for, for Donald Trump. I can't look myself, they look themselves in the eye in the mirror. I can't look in the mirror and know that I've contributed in any way to handing the presidency over to a woman who had direct involvement that left. Go see that movie if you, if you didn't see 13 Hours. That left those people for dead. That they were watched. Their torture, their torment, their murders at the hands of Islamists. They, it, it was being watched by an administration, including Hillary Clinton, that did nothing to save them. And then she looked in the, family, in the eyes of the family members and lied. That alone... I can't stay at home. That alone, I can't vote for her directly or indirectly. So tonight is going to be a plea that we think about how we can unify as a party and who we need to unify around and against. And I say we need to unify against Hillary. And in the course of that, we also need to unify against the one party system that Hillary is involved in. Because Paul Ryan and the rest of the Republican establishment who have funded everything that Obama and in his administration and Hillary's basically saying she's going to run as part two of the Obama administration. Basically, they're they're in bed with her. And I don't know how anybody can go along with that. Oh, well, you know, Trump's Trump's no better because, you know, he you know, he gave donations um, to these people. You know, (laughs) Trump is a business person. We're going to get into the side by side comparisons coming up. But for every for every criticism that you can have of Trump, let me say it this way. For all the conservatives out there who say that he's not conservative, they're spending all day, every day acting like liberals, showing complete intolerance against anybody who's supporting Trump to such a degree that they're they're actually fomenting a, a, um, a revolt within the party in a way that the criticism of Trump is that he's no better because he's just on a power grab and he's going to he's going to be a dictator just like Obama. So what are they doing? They're dictating over people and lording over people and acting like the very the, the very person that they're criticizing with Trump. I'm going to take a break. When we come back. I want to pick this up on the other side because I want to get delve into a little bit more in a reminder of who Hillary is and a reminder of what's at stake. And right now, go into some poll numbers in terms of what the party is trying to do kind of behind the scenes with Rubio 
And I hope a lot of you are still with me because I know that I got a lot of friends out there that are Cruz supporters, that are Rubio supporters, that are Kasich supporters and absolutely despise Trump. And I'm going to ask you to stay with me and bear with me throughout the show and give me your ear because I'm really hoping that we can all unite together at the end of this. And hopefully you'll stay with me. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Miramar Kitchen Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea Keisha. Glad to have you here with me. I was just looking at some of the comments on Facebook. You guys are so smart and so great. And there's a lot of comments going on about, well, we may not even be facing Hillary in November. You know, there's a lot of speculation and actually none of us have any idea. So much of this is all speculation anyway. You know, none of us actually know how any of these people would govern once they get into office. You know, isn't that part of the lesson that we need to be learning right here and why there's so much anger at the Republican Party? Because they can all promise the world and end up delivering you know, Hoboken. And so none of us really know how anybody, so anybody who actually says that they know exactly what they're going to get from somebody, it's just like a SCOTUS nominee. You know, you can think that you're putting forth somebody who's going to be a strict constitutionalist and then they get in there and they, you know, vote for Obamacare. So we don't really know. So I don't know whether or not Hillary will still be around as, as Peggy thinks that she may not be around after the Democrat convention. I don't know if she will or she won't, but I tell you what I know will be, and that's liberalism. We have a huge 60% of Democrats now support socialism in this country. And that is the agenda on the left. And, and it's really one step towards Marxism. And I don't believe for a second that, that Trump, who, who has made his life off of free market capitalism and his entire family business, is on board with socialism, i.e. any version of any ism out there. So we've got this never Trump movement going on out there. And, and in the course of that, I've had to block people in the fat past few days because of the hate and the vitriol that is going around that to the and, and just fomenting so much hate within the party. And I'm sitting there thinking, never Trump. OK. All right. So let's think about the nevers. Well, some of the reasons why people have for never Trump is that he gave money to the Dems um, over the years. Well, Rubio got in bed with the Dems and practically had an orgy with them over the Gang of Eight that was so bad that a guy from ICE said that the Gang of Eight bill was was so bad that the criminals themselves must have written it. So you'll say never Trump because he gave money campaign contributions to some to to some Democrats. But you'll vote for you'll vote for Rubio. Rubio is going around calling Trump a con man. When he conned, he's 20 points down in the polls in Florida because he conned the voters down there, presented himself as one thing and got into office and, and behaved another way. So you'll say never Trump, but, you, but you'll vote for Rubio? Really? Joining me tonight is, is Ernie White, who's a delegate and an insider in the Republican Party. Um, and Ernie was on the show before Ernie's a Trump supporter. And he says that really, he knows from the inside that the only way to really, this whole thing started Ernie, because in terms of Trump is because people were done with the Republican party for actually after 2012, people started saying, what can we do? How can we get our party back? 
because they, you know, they put forth Romney after they put forth McCain. And in 2010, you know, the Tea Party gave them the House and then they marginalized all the Tea Party candidates, convinced us that we had to put forth Romney. We had to put forth this moderate. So many purists stayed home, which, you know, which is what some purists are threatening to do now, which which reelected Obama. And, you know, and it's looking as though really we've got an opportunity for once and for all to actually take our party back. Why are why are people revolting so much against Trump right now? And what do you want them to know? Well, what I want you to know is the establishment is working hard and overtime to make sure that you believe that Trump is the worst thing that could ever happen to America, that you do not ever learn and understand the establishment. If you begin to understand the establishment, you will hate them. And because you don't understand the establishment, they can easily manipulate you and put hate in your heart against other candidates. So you can hate Trump because what they do is they reach out to radio hosts all over the country. They they reach out to all your television hosts that you're used to hearing all over the country who tell you that this is a horrible thing, that breaking up the establishment is the worst thing that can happen. What Trump is doing and what Bernie Sanders is doing slightly is exposing the establishment. People never even knew about the establishment. They didn't know about delegates. They didn't know about central committees. And so those people that are actually upset right now are all members are all elected officials of the party, just like I am, except I happen to be one Trump supporter out of probably 99% who are not Trump supporters in my central committee. That's just the way it is. They do not like an outsider because we are not. when, When you say we're the Republican Party or the Democrat Party, people have to understand that we are a private club, and that is it. And you are actually trying to run, and we are going to decide if you are going to represent our private club for the presidency of the United States. Now, that should be what's infuriating people, that your vote really doesn't matter to us unless you come together as a people and start healing as a people and get behind whoever the front runner is and let the establishment know that they are not going to force anybody down your throat. Because guess what, folks? If it's not Trump, if the establishment does not choose Trump, let me tell you this. They're not going to choose Cruz either, and they're not going to choose Rubio as well. They're going to insert a new candidate, possibly Romney. Oh, Lord. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors going on about that. And that's one reason why I wanted to spend a little time on this. And it does not mean that I am endorsing Trump. I think people are uh, being manipulated. And there's people like this guy was on my wall today showing pictures of, you know, supposedly Trump rallies all about Nazis and KKK and saying that Trump would be worse than Castro. You know, it's so disturbing to me because I get there was a great article that was written on Herman Cain's site where he um, addressing this whole never Trump movement and she says look I get why some conservatives don't like Donald Trump she says it wasn't her choice either you know his all of his bluster his history that he did support you know liberal ideas and contributions to Democrat candidates and even some of the the sketchy stuff with his business but when you do a side-by-side against Hillary and right now Hillary's our person we cannot I think operate from the standpoint of, of assuming that she's going to be indicted by the FBI because I don't believe that for a minute she, she already, we got another email dump going on today, Ernie. We already know that she had top secret, thousands of top secret emails run through her illegal server, including 20-something SAP emails. If she was going to be indicted, she already would have because any other American would have. We already know the Clinton Foundation has been involved, the largest t- charity fraud in the world, and that she was running uh, money through the Clinton Foundation involving her Secretary of State and, and doing quid pro quo 
stuff with that. We already know that. We already know she lied under oath about Benghazi. I don't believe that she is going to suffer any consequences. But the main consequence, at least we can do as a party, is keep her from getting elected. So the people out there who who say, oh, I'm going to stay at home because Trump would be worse than Hillary, maybe need to be reminded of her legacy. And you know, I Trump just did. and I just hit a few of those points, the Benghazi, the emails, the Clinton Foundation. What about the way that she systematically intentionally sought out to destroy women that her husband had assaulted? Don't te- you cannot tell me, you know, has Trump lied? Yeah. Does he lie every time that he gets to the microphone? Does he, has he lied under oath? Did he lie into the eyes of, of, of the family members of Americans that she left to slaughter? No, there's no that she is the most corrupt person who's ever wandered the the halls of America and our political system. She must be stopped. Oh, people don't people don't like excuse me for interrupting. People don't like how he made his money. So you think how she made her money with a Clinton Foundation? What has she ever done to earn a legitimate dime? Not a thing. Girl, I'm about to just say speak the truth because that's what you're doing. You're actually preaching the truth, and people need to understand this. This is a war against Hillary Clinton. And let me explain something. If you go to any of their rallies or any of their events, not rallies, but their their events, when you go to their conventions, they have only one item on their agenda, and that is to beat anybody on the other side. They are not split, even with Bernie Sanders. The the Democrats are not split. They are going to vote, and they're probably going to vote two or three times each to make sure that they win. So if it's Donald Trump, if it's Cruz, even if it's Rubio, we have to get out there and we have to vote for these people because, as I explained earlier, the establishment wants to jump in and they want to take over. And I have word from top establishment people that if Trump or Rubio or Cruz comes out with 51% of the vote and the delegates, that they will not touch that vote. So you've got to get out there and you've got to get behind the, the, the front runner and your heart has to change because, again, if we keep hating each other, I can't believe it that I'm seeing friends of mine starting to hate each other over a candidate And again, it's the establishment that is going to make a choice for you if we don't stop this. And the establishment knows exactly how to make us upset. And And I don't... If you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show, and we're talking to on AM 1170 KCBQ, and I'm talking to Ernie White from Ernie White Media. Um, I don't know why, from a policy standpoint, people have themselves convinced Trump is the same or worse. Um, You know, this is a businessman who built his and whatever you think of Trump University or whatever you think of the fact they did for bankruptcy. I'm I'm living in a town where Ray Kroc filed bankruptcy 14 times before the empire of McDonald's created a foundation run by the late Joan Kroc, who did a tremendous amount for San Diego. Um, So, you know, he used the legal system a little bit. Well, he wasn't breaking the law all day, every day, all over the place like Hillary Clinton. But he is not the the left. And what is going on, I had uh, Brenda J. Elliott on my show years ago where she wrote a book called Red Army with Aaron Klein, who's, who's a talk show host out of Israel. The left is infiltrated with Marxists. Their plan is to turn us into a Marxist society. That has got to be understood by people. Trump is not a Marxist. Hillary Clinton is a Marxist. These are people that literally are wanting communism here in this country. And you can say that that's hyperbole all day long, but it's not. That is the, that is the march that they have us on. And, and so we have got to, it, the people who care about conservatism need to understand that even if Hillary was to be, to be indicted, which I don't believe, that's what the left wants for us here in America. 
They no, are they destroying us economically. They, it, it, there is a Cloward Piven thing going on. If they can make us miserable enough with Obamacare, then they can get single payer over on us. It's more and more and more regulations. It doesn't. What's the difference between Marxism? Well, they own the pink slip. Well, you know what? When when you're regulating companies to death, you own the means of production. That's what's going on here. So so and Trump, even if he were to get the nomination, and Cruz is way ahead in Texas. You know, it's not over for Cruz. And you know what? People need to. In my mind, if you're going to be hating on a candidate, you should be hating on Rubio. You look at what in, instead of Trump, you're concerned about about Trump being no different than Hillary. Let's talk about a Rubio. Laura Ingram wrote a great article today, and I want to get your perspective on this, Ernie. She says, you're, you know, what we can expect from Rubio was basically four more years of a one party rule. Uh, the Gang of Eight is going to get uh, passed in some form or another. He's going to pass all the trade agreements Obama signed. Uh, he's the guy who says there's no problem with Islam. So it's basically going to be, you know, the same. Uh, nothing done on the war on terror. Um, same economic policies. So, you know, we're going to say never Trump, but we're going to conservatives are going to vote for that. If, if Rubio gets in and if Hillary gets in, your Republicans and Democrats will still cheer because nothing is going to change. You're still going to have your huge omnibus bills where you've got billions and billions of dollars of pork stuck in there. And again, illegal immigration, they just passed that. The Republicans just passed it again with this omnibus bill. And the Republicans are the ones that are voting to allow these Syrian refugees to come over here. Nobody's telling you this stuff because we don't want to talk about the truth. We want to pretend like it's all Hillary. Both parties are doing this to you. There's only one guy so far that's been tearing the parties apart, and that has been Donald Trump. He is tearing apart the establishment. So anybody who has always wanted freedom, those who feel like they got ripped off the last time they voted, this guy is going up against all of those people that you feel animosity against. This guy is bringing these guys down to size for you. And this is hard to do because everywhere he goes now, he's hated. He's hated by Republicans. He's hated by Democrats. He's hated by those who believe that they know more about the Constitution than anybody else. He's hated, he's hated, he's hated. Pretty soon, I'm going to start thinking he's a black guy out there who's a Republican. Oh, wait a minute. That's me. I know what it feels like when everybody hates you from all sides. But guess what? We do these things. Things because freedom is more important than my feelings right now. And my feelings say this, that this guy is at least going to give you the opportunity, the opportunity to get your country back. Because I guarantee you that none of the other candidates on either side is going to care one iota about you. And Donald Trump lately has been talking about nothing but winning and winning for you, the American public. Right. And, you know, one of the things that people need to understand is um, I actually think that Cruz is, is is a great conservative. I think that he's brilliant when it comes to the Constitution. Um, I think that he's that he's running a terrible campaign. And I actually said, going back from the very beginning on Craig's Sewing Show, that I really wanted to see a Trump Cruz ticket because I thought that tr- Trump had the ability to win. He had the ability to control the message. Through, through controlling the media in a way that we have not had um, in a Republican. And he would have Cruz's expertise and understanding of, of government in, in order to you know be a balanced ticket and to make things happen. Trump is not going to be somebody who's going to go in and just automatically be able to control everybody. But imagine, you know, so uh, there's there's so much fear based ab- about, you know, that, that, oh, my gosh, he's going to go in and he's going to be Castro. Are you kidding me? There's there's still a checks and balances. He can't take any power that isn't given to him. But l- imagine a scenario to where we've got we, we currently have if we maintain the House and the Senate and we have you know, a Republican in there, we've got a tremendous opportunity, but it's got to be somebody who's willing to say things like, I want a temporary ban on Muslims coming into this country. 70 something percent of voters in South Carolina wanted that. So he is somebody who's got the courage to do what needs to be done. Um, the KKK thing that came up today. I want to get your opinion on that. You know, Rubio was beating him, you know, uh, Trump to death over this. And I'm thinking, hey, hey, Rubio. Um, you know, you you where have you been lately on on speaking out against the Black Lives Matter and the Black Panthers? Um, to me, um, you know, did he handle the question in the interview as well as he could? Absolutely not. 
So does that mean that he's pro-KKK, like somebody said on my Facebook wall today? That means he's a racist? Where is the history of him? I don't like that the Republican Party now, in an attempt to destroy him, is behaving all like liberals, saying the same liberal attack stuff. It's basically they're speaking Debbie Wasserman Schultz playbook right now. And this, this will destroy all of us in the end if that kind of stuff continues. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I think it's funny if we're going to talk about the KKK because I know a lot of our listeners are not going to like what I'm about to say now, but um, Minister Louis Farrakhan said that Hillary, he said this on Sunday, Hillary Clinton is a wicked woman, a horrible person, evil. Farrakhan, I know a person that a lot of people are not going to like, but Farrakhan said Donald Trump, Donald Trump is his own man. He said this on Sunday, just the other, just yesterday. He says this. He said Donald Trump's his own man. He said everybody else in this race on both sides is having. He says maybe not Bernie Sanders, but they're taking money from the big money people. And he said it's just like uh, a person who takes money or has sex for money. They take money, and if I take money, I have to say, now what do you want for your money? This is Farrakhan telling black people that they need to look at Donald Trump. Now, if this is if he's a KKK guy, you wouldn't have Farrakhan talking about Donald Trump. Now, is he saying he's going to vote for Donald Trump? No, he's not saying that. What he's saying is we all need to calm down and look closely at the establishment and what they're going to do, because this is just the beginning. Right. When I see the establishment, when I see the establishment coming out today and saying because somebody, you know, as though as though one interview is a litmus test for whether or not you're a bigot. When I see Ari Fleischer come out and and say that this basically means because and, and oh, by the way, there was not even an endorsement by David Duke, but it doesn't matter. Did Trump did Trump answer the question? You know, great in the interview. No. So did what? Obama that means he's question? automatically a, a bigot and a race. That's the litmus test now that you better answer every question absolutely perfectly or you're going to be branded a racist by the by the Republican establishment. How does that help us going into November? What is that going to do? What is that going to do to us if he becomes the nominee? You that is basically doing the same Black Lives Matter. That's he might as well called himself Al Sharpton instead of Ari Fleischer. Well, you know, again, uh, you had Obama and he had the Reverend Wright and he said what he said. Obama was surrounded by those who you you may want to call racist on the other side. I posted a bunch of different radio interviews from black radio hosts where uh, if a black person says I'm interested maybe in Donald Trump, they're called Uncle Tom's and they're called all sorts of names. Now, to me, that's racist. I cannot help who wants to vote for me. If David Duke wants to vote for me, what, can I, what am I supposed to say? And then Donald Trump's, in his response, he also said that they put that earpiece in my ear, and you've had this happen, where we've got these earpieces in our yeah. ear, and we're supposed to hear what's going on all across the nation when we're doing our interviews. We can't hear half the time, no, it's but hard. we try our best. He didn't hear anything about what you're talking about, and I think it's neat that he says, I don't even know who this David Duke is. Yeah. Now, he says, I don't know the guy. If he knew the guy, then he'd really have a big day with it. Now they had a big day because he didn't know. Who, you don't even know who David Duke is? Well, guess what? I know who Robert Byrd was. Right. Yeah. He was the grand poobah yeah. of the KKK. And guess what? We gave him one heck of a party when he had his funeral. So this is nuts. The Republican Party, we have got it. When I say the Republican Party, I want to make this clear. I'm not talking about the establishment Republicans. I'm not talking about even those who were voted in in their local central committees because that's what we are we're like local soviets all across the nation each county has one that's where your delegates come from that's us and again i'm not talking about them when i'm talking about the republicans i'm talking about those average people out there who are voting republican right now our hearts need to change and we have to make sure that we don't let these guys trick us into hating each other to the point where not only do we loot each other as friends, then we decide we're just going to go ahead and let the country become communist and Marxist because we're not going to vote for this guy or that guy. Yeah. I don't care what we say. The three people we have as frontrunners right now are not going to do what Hillary Clinton is going to do to this nation. We have to come together. We have to heal. If that means going to church and pray, pray. if that means getting on your knees at night and pray, then maybe that's something we need to start remembering, that we need to pray 
pray at night for ourselves, for our friends, for our country, for our candidates. We need to pray. This is still a God praying, a God fearing country. And the one thing I don't hear a lot of people talk about is prayer anymore. And, you know, I'm a Christian and I remember Jesus saying that, you know what, they hated me. So if they hated me, of course, they're going to hate you. Right. Well, you're right. That's a great point. And, you know, I'm and I've said and and I actually have said before, but I don't know if I have on the show that I am praying for all the candidates in in, in all the nation. And I actually and and as I've said, and I want to end the interview with you here because I'm way past the the point of a break. um, Anybody but Hillary, I will vote for Rubio. What I really hope that people will do. We we you we don't have any control over the candidates and what's going on right now. And the, and the low level that it's gotten from, you know, uh, Rubio talking about small hands and that kind of nasty stuff. But what we can do as voters is we can stop being nasty and hateful towards each other and maybe we can push back on the campaigns and say, "You know what? Cuz he, here's my message to Rubio. You know what? You're not you never get anywhere bad-mouthing your competition because you're not going to change anybody's mind. All you're going to do is make them defensive because basically you're telling somebody you're stupid for having an opinion and you're not giving anybody a reason to vote for you. I keep saying to, to, to people on my Facebook and, and, and Twitter, give me a reason to vote for your candidate. Stop bashing all day long another candidate or somebody else for their opinion. Sell me on your candidate. If you if your only campaign message, which is all Rubio has been about, no message about what he's for. If your only message is to is why not to vote for somebody else, then basically you're telling me that I don't have any reason to vote for you. Whether it's Rubio, Cruz, Carson, whoever's Trump, whoever's left in the race, I really think that we need to encourage those campaigns to focus on telling us what they're going to do. We've had 10 debates now, Ernie, and I still don't know. Cruz is the limited government candidate. I don't know what departments he's going to cut because, you know, it takes two minutes to ask a question, these debates. It's all about, you know, fostering, you know, anger and division between the candidates. And then they're given 20 seconds to answer. You know, we are not getting this is we are not being given an opportunity as voters to get the information that we need, first of all. So, you know, we need to encourage the candidates to uh, maybe write in candidates, maybe go on their Facebook walls, maybe go on Twitter and tell them, you guys need to knock it off. We all need to knock it off and we need to rally together. What are your thoughts on that before I have to let you go? You just said it all. We have got to knock it off. It's going to be up to us. Uh, Those debates are put together by the establishment and they do it on purpose and they actually tell the moderators exactly how they want it done so people are embarrassed. So it's going to be up to us to now grow up, start acting like adults. The kids are watching us. We are adults. And tomorrow is Super Tuesday. Guess what? The country will begin to choose who they want. 658 delegates will be up tomorrow. And then March 15th, you will have winner-take-all states. And then this race should be over. And then whoever wins these, these delegates should now, we should all be getting behind them and realize that Hillary Clinton, she will not be indicted. She is not going to jail. She will be running for president of the United States. We must defeat her. We must clear our hearts, and we must defeat her. This is the biggest opportunity we've ever had. And the establishment on both sides are very afraid because Donald Trump, is bringing them down. Yeah, because you know what, what we need yeah, exactly. Because you think it, you think of the opportunity if we had him as president, Cruz as vice president, if we had Christie as AG, if we had Carson as the head of what HHS. I mean, can you imagine how like a professional basketball team? Yeah, I mean, what an incredible opportunity! I, I think people should rally rally around the idea of a coalition that could really take our country back. We have an incredible opportunity if we'll see the bright side and the positiveness of it. And I thank you for being on the show tonight. Thank you for giving your wisdom, Ernie White Media. And you know what? Thank you also so much, Ernie, for reminding us to be in prayer. I got to take a break because I'm way past. And when we come back, I got to get into a couple of other little topics, including maybe the Oscars, maybe lighten things up a little bit. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. 
Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you here with me tonight. And thank you, Ernie White Media, for coming on the show tonight. Um, one of the things that I love so much about what he said is that, you know, basically we either pick our nominee or we're going to have the party pick it for us. And for those who are concerned about having somebody else come in with the mindset of dictator, well, you know... There's not there's nothing more Castro like than a, than party leaders deciding for us who our nominee is going to be. Talk about a one party system, you know, an establishment that they're basically no different than the Democrat Party right now. We got to do something to shake it up. You know, I've been wondering for a while, do we you know, do we do a third party? You know, because, you know, but then, you know, do we do we just all stay at home on mass, the Republicans and just not come out and vote, just give the Democrats everything for years and years and years and let them destroy it and then rebuild. But I, I can't do that either. I truly think that we have an incredible opportunity right now if we all come together, because I think one way or another, the Republican Party is forced to listen to us if we if we if we get behind the front runner now. Um Speaking of who's no longer the front runner or doesn't even have a chance is Bernie Sanders article coming out today. Typical socialist, uh, you know, um, don't do as I do or or you know, I get to do, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Socialists never, never want to have to live under their own tyranny. Right. So here's this guy going around, Mr. Supposed Outsider, even though he's never had a regular job, career politician. But his whole thing is, you know, Mr. Anti-establishment, bash the Republican Party and Wall Street and, you know, money, you know, buying those evil Republicans. And then come to find out that um, he's being accused of election fraud, Mr. Phony Anti-Establishment Act. He's accepted thirty four hundred and fifty seven, quote, excessive, prohibited and impermissible donations, including donations from foreign nationals, unregistered political committees um, and contributors from donors that exceeded the twenty seven hundred dollar per election limit. During all this fighting and everything going on with the Republican Party, I'm not hearing about this on the campaign trail. I didn't hear today from any of the Republicans. I, I heard about this KKK thing from Rubio. I heard Cruz. Alleging that, you know, Trump better release his tax reform uh, tax forms because he's involved with the mob or something. But I'm not hearing anything about this from the Republicans. I'm not hearing anything from the Republicans about the email dump with more emails about Hillary Clinton and the corruption. We absolutely have a corrupt system going on. The system is rigged. And it, it, it is an insider versus outsider game going on right now. And we've got to do something to take our party back. And, the, and, and Ernie's right. The only way we can do it is with the people. Um, 
One of the biggest issues we face in South Carolina, I haven't seen, we'll see the entrance polls and the exit polls tomorrow and all these different states and how those, how those voters are viewing the issues. In South Carolina, the number one issue was terrorism. So we've got Rubio, who's calling, you know, Trump a con man. And we've got, um, who, who said when it came to Islam that there's no issue with Islam. Cruz has done a great job of explaining what he would do to deal with ISIS, but I haven't heard him be as vocal as he needed to be in terms of the issue that we face, which is the ideology of Islam. In fact, the main Republican that I liked in terms of the issue of terrorism was Rick Santorum. He was the only one who said that Islam is a political system. It's not a religion and they need to have their religious protections removed. So, you know, um, but at least Trump is the only one that was willing to say, we got to stop the importation. We got to, we got to stop bringing them here after San Bernardino and at least get our heads around it in the system. Nothing's been done. Um, this month, the FBI is, has a new site, a counter extremism site that's supposed to help fight, um, I guess terrorist acts, it doesn't even say it, because it, it refuses to use the word Islamic extremism or Islam. This, this is a site that was supposed to be launched in November of 2015, but it wasn't. Why? Because the Council on American Islamic Relations Care complained that by using words um, Islamist, is, Islamist extremism or Islam would, um, you know, um, stigmatize and increase the bullying of Muslims. Mm -hmm. So our government took three months and basically changed an entire site in order to protect the feelings of Muslims and basically are putting Muslims in this ideology ahead of our safety. Right now, the FBI has investigations in every state. We have more, far more Islamists ready to do exactly what happened in San Bernardino and Rubio is going around and saying we don't have a problem with Islam and more importantly none of them right now it's become such a such a game of infighting that none of them are talking about the real issues that we face but this is what matters to the voters out there and so far Trump has been the only one uh, to mention uh, not importing them here Um, this article goes on to say that care thought um, that the website focused almost in, uh, entirely on Islamic extremism, and that wasn't right. Well, because that's what the threat is that we face. So now, thanks to the pushback from CARE, who's basically controlling our government at this point, let that sink in. An organization with terrorist ties is controlling our national security. That's what's going on. And that's what will continue to go on with the one-party rule that we have. What do they say? How do they categorize the threats on the site? Environmental extremist, militia extremist, religious extremist, and anarchist extremist. No explanation as to what um, Islamic terrorism is. No reference at all uh, to the caliphate that's going on. You know, you can't solve a problem if you're not willing to properly identify what it is. As Nani Darwish said, we must be courageous enough to name the enemy in its location. And the enemy is Islam. The definition of Islam is conquest. It's submission. And that's what the goal is. It is a caliphate. And so far, none of them, other than Santorum, was willing to go really where they needed to go. And that's what we need to push back on them. So we've got to have somebody bold enough and courageous enough when they take office. We, and we have to, as a party, we have to be willing to rally because anybody but Hillary. Because right now, we've got a left that is responsible. Basically, the movie that that, um, Dinesh D'Souza did, 2016, is coming to fruition. He said an Obama administration with Hillary was going to leave us economically and militarily neutered with the rise of radical Islam all around the world in control. And I absolutely believe that it will get worse under a Democrat president. And even with Rubio, it will get better. We will have a restored military. We will have a stronger security here in the country. Maybe it won't be as great as it could be, but we, anybody but Hillary. I got to shift, you know, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about the KKK and there's so much, you know, continuing to be just race baiting going on no greater 
than the race baiting that happened around the Oscars. I'm sure you guys remember we had some laughs on the show talking about um, when the Oscars first came out and um, the nominees, the, the, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith, she just didn't think that there was enough black folks that were nominated uh, for awards. And so she did this whole video. And then, of course, um, the actress who played Will Smith's mother on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air did her own video saying, oh, Jada, um, hey, hey, wait up a second, because you and Will had this movie production company. You guys are the man when it comes to Hollywood and you don't hire anybody but your own family and your friends. So you're as much of the problem. OK, so then, of course, we have the Oscars surrounded by controversy this weekend. And I got to tell you, I saw, I didn't watch the Oscars, but I had some laughs because I saw some criticisms of Chris Rock's monologue and I absolutely thought he hit it out of the park. I thought it was absolutely hilarious, but equally funny to me was, I don't know if you guys heard this, but I guess in an attempt to just be, you know, there's, there's some people in some organizations that are related to the entertainment industry that are just always just so obsequious. It's such a love fest of the celebrities, right? (laughs) This just cracked me up because it's related to the whole, like, people bending over backwards to try to not appear racist, right? Particularly around the Oscars because it's become, you know, it was such a racist thing, right? So these people are watching uh, the Red Carpet Countdown, some organization, I can't remember who it was, and they see, um, you know, a black actress on there. They're like, oh my goodness, doesn't she look beautiful? They tweet out, I didn't know Oprah had a tattoo. Well, come to find out it was Whoopi (laughs) It was Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) So then these people decide to, of course, cover up, you know, they're, they're obviously they're like completely absorbed with their own white guilt at that moment. Right. I mean, it was a harmless mistake, but then they were bullied into offering like a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand dollars or something to a charity to try to make up for it. I had a laugh. I encourage you all, if you need a laugh in the middle of all this, go read Chris Rock's opening Oscar monologue because he just busted them. He talked about why y'all mad this year. Oscars have been around for like 88 years. Okay, he's like, like this hasn't happened since 71 other times, but he really busted Jada Pinkett Smith. He's like, look, I understand. I understand you're mad, Jada. You know, Will wasn't nominated for concussion. He says, I get it, I get it. Uh, he says, you're mad. He says, it's not fair that Will was was that good and didn't get nominated. He's like, yeah, you're right. He says, it's also not fair that Will was paid $20 million for Wild Wild West. Okay. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, hey, if you want black nominees every year, you need to just have black categories. That's what you need. He says, you need to have black categories. You already do it with men and women. He says, think about it. There's no real reason for there to be a man and a woman category in acting. He goes, you don't have to separate them. <laughs> He goes, you know, Robert De Niro has never said, I better slow this acting down so Meryl Streep can catch up. (laughs) Hilarious. He goes, you know what? He goes, not at all, man. He says, if you want black people every year at the Oscars, just have black categories like best black friend. He says, that's right. And the winner for the 18th year in a row is Wanda Sykes. This is Wanda's 18th black, black Oscar. I cracked up over this. This goes on and on and on. Hat tip to you, Chris Rock. He took some heat for this. He he went on to say, it, it, it ain't no racism going on in Hollywood. And you know what? We all got it. We all got to, you know, stop all this baiting of conservative baiting and Christian baiting and race baiting and all the baiting. And we got to heal. We got to unite. Let's unite together as Republicans. I'm going to be here tomorrow night, Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. Let's unite right back here. Love you all. Have a great night, everybody. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group.